Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Coming up on issue 360 of Comic Cast, we have WandaVision episode 8. It ties all the way back to Age of Ultron. We're breaking it down here next. This is Comic Cast on PodcastArena.com. Here's your geeks, John Lee and Michael Carroll. Welcome into issue 360 of Comic Cast. John Lee here with Michael Carroll. Thank you guys for tuning in. We have WandaVision episode 8. And boy, oh boy, it's a doozy. That's uh, that's putting it mildly. It's it was a doozy. It's probably, I was thinking about this. It's probably the most emotional by far of of the series. Oh yeah, for sure. They um, obviously they tied everything back in with Age of Ultron, and then they went back to you know Civil War. They did um, uh, stuff that we've missed in between, and and this is one of the beauties of having Disney Plus and having um, I'm, I'm saying like Disney having. Um, something like Disney Plus where they can flesh out stories of characters that we've never really had fleshing out of. Prime example, Wanda Maximoff and Vision. Uh, and and we'll soon get a, a fleshed out story on Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki and uh, Hawkeye. Everybody that kind of deserved a bigger role in the Avengers movies, not getting it. And we have it here, a perfect example of the way that they've used the, the this platform to tell a grander story. Yeah, I mean, the ability to have this creative freedom, to have this ability to flesh out this character in so many different ways, and, and vision to a certain extent as well, to have the this time spent with them and grow with them even more has been is is just amazing to see and to see the story that that they've been able to tell. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You've been warned, right? Yeah, and so we get a background of um what transpired while she was basically locked up in that uh I guess we'll we'll start here first. Uh, my favorite moment in the in episode eight was there's a lot of moments but my favorite one was uh vision that heart-to-heart vision and wanda were having 
in uh, was it uh, Age of Ultron? Was it Age of Ultron? Or was it Civil War? Because she was in that room. I think it was Civil War, wasn't it? Well, it was. She was. Um, it was Civil War where her and Vision are in that room together. But the way Wanda describes it, she she says she had just lost her brother. So it makes me think it's in between Age of Ultron and Civil War, and this is a moment. Uh, well, for sure, it's a moment we haven't seen before, but this is set around the time that they just got back, and it seems like the wound of her brother passing is still pretty fresh in that moment. Yeah, my favorite moment is that line that Vision delivers and says, but what is grief if not love persevering? And I sat there and ta- thought about that line and I was like, man, that was so profound. <laughs> and I was like, I ha- I re- rewound it, and it just it, it it hit just as much as it did the first time I saw it. And I was like, man, that was such a good line. That was arguably the best line of of the show to this mm-hmm. point. It's it's such a deep, deep line, and and it it applies in so many. I mean, it's true. <laughs> what is grief if not love persevering? It's just, man, it it. It hit it hit me in the feels for sure, and just to see because too Wanda was like she didn't want to talk about it, but then Vision being Vision, and without really, I mean, it's not like he coaxed her into talking. I think just his presence alone kind of helped her, kind of share start sharing some info with her, and obviously you're seeing the budding relationship start from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's again, it's moments that we didn't necessarily get when they, we saw them in civil war or when we saw them in infinity war and all that, or at least extended amount of time with those characters to see these moments of just nice emotional conversation. Yeah, exactly. And, um, this episode does all of that where, you know, we're combining what, uh, we haven't seen and just strengthening a relationship that over, you know, uh, over these years and and this series that it's been it's you know we we've get gotten a such a um strong link together and like in the movies where you're kind of like man it, it just seemed like the relationship came together so fast and now we get a step back and we get to explore this relationship and uh, everything that's happened and happened in westview and and everything that le- led up to everything that happened in westview it just uh, like it's just it, it fits like a glove. It's just you know um, you might think it was weird in the movies, but then you know you slowly take a look at the relationship you know here, and you're kind of like, man, this is this was perfect, just like the comics. Well, and it's in in the movies, you kind of get a sense of it, but it like you said, it's it's hard to get a full sense because you know we only see them briefly in Age of Ultron together. We see them briefly have a, a couple moments in civil war, but then they of course are on opposite sides and fight each other to a certain mm-hmm. extent. And then infinity war again, we get a brief moment, but then the rest of the movie visions like on death's door, then they're trying to pull the mind stone out of his head and you know, that, that whole situation. So you get a sense of the connection that they've made because they were both to a certain extent. Once Wanda loses her brother, she's alone. And Vision, as he describes it in this episode, he's basically alone. He's never had any loved ones, too. So then once they're there, they can then relate. And then you see the growing but the growing budding of or the budding of their relationship. Uh, 
Yeah, um, and the beautiful relationship uh, that it, it's buds and one of the man, and then this is the se- the second part of this the, this relationship that really hits you in the feels. We find out what that calendar, the heart on the calendar was, oh, and man. it just it it takes you back all the way back to the first episode. You just like you're kind of like, oh my god, that's heartbreaking, and like the the heart was scheduled or was circled to start a new life together. And it's just like, Oh man, that's just, uh, it's hitting me in the fields right now as we're talking about this. Yeah. It's uh, when she opens up the deed or, and she opens up that and you see the heart and it's like, Oh snap. That's what the heart meant. That's what that is on the wall. Oh my God. Like that was such a gut punch. And obviously you're through the, out the episode, you're seeing the building of her grief and sorrow Mm-hmm. and you know she never i don't know we really don't know how well she handled the loss of her parents obviously not that well if she turned to hydra to a certain extent um then obviously you see the the loss of her brother like you see these losses continue and continue to mount up and then losing vision and seeing him like one die twice then seeing him torn apart like all that is just building up in Wanda and you see the stair step of sorrow, pain, grief, and it just all builds up into this moment of sheer power of her wanting to, I I guess, have a life with vision. And it's just, man, it was, it was intense from the, from the first memory to all the way to the end. Yeah. And then that moment led to the creation of Westview where, Westview look like if you were to tell me, imagine a very small town that was in the middle of nowhere. That was probably what Westview was, wasn't it? Like it's just it's just a normal suburban lifestyle that looked a little mundane. People went about their business and just small town field. Like that's that was what Westview was before Wanda came. Well, it, it definitely feels like a, a very small town, not like super small, but a very small town has that small town feel. It, it it reminded me of like driving through, I can't think of a small town in Texas, but something like that when you're on your way to a bigger city, like it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it seems like a town that you would just for the most part drive through no offense it, Westview. It's like if you're like going to Austin and you wanted to stop at Fredericksburg or something right. like that. There you go. It's exactly. that. It's that. It's yeah. like you know you have your community, you have your, uh, or I guess maybe you can even describe it as like College Station without the campus part, where you have a main street and like everything's built off of that. So that's I mean it's kind of what it felt like. And Wanda came and just just just, just stirred up everything. But it, and it's also very subtle. But it, it to me and. and I could be overthinking this, but everyone felt everyone seemed sad. Yes, yes. <laughs> everyone seemed and not because they're in a small town. It it this is still fresh from the blip. It's still fresh from the snap. So people are having like again, Spider-Man Far From Home played up the blip as laughs, but as we saw in this series, the everyone coming back is while good at the same time it's probably tough cuz there's people you might have lost while you were gone, if you were snapped away like Monica. So there's a lot of people that are experiencing these emotions and, and just sadness at the same time, weirdness. Cause you know, you don't know, really know what happened. 
Uh, I don't know if they've fully explained to the public by then. Okay, this alien warlord came down, used these infinity <laughs> gauntlet thing. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, used these stones that were created at the beginning of the year. You know what I mean? Like they, I don't know that the government explained everything to the people, so they're probably weirded out. You know, who knows? It's just this whole town, this poor town is going through things, but it's also, it makes sense for Wanda to, to go to this town. Also, I imagine Vision, and I read this from, uh, I think it was Charles Pullian of uh, IO9, where I'm guessing he just picked Westview because of the W and the V. <laughs> mm, okay. That, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, so I've taken up the first two, like, you know, moments of the episode. I'll let you go with your, with the next two. Okay. Well, I guess let's start with, well, I want to talk about the commercials. Okay. Okay. I want to talk about that because there was no commercial, obviously, in this episode, but to me, it, it felt like, the very first commercial dealt with the first memory mm -hmm. with the time bomb, you know, Stark industry, all that. The second two memories, which one was the Strucker watch and the other was, uh, I believe the Hydra soap. I feel like you could equate to memory two when she's reliving that moment, uh, within the Hydra base. And she first gets exposed to the mind stone. Um, and in that Hydra soap commercial, obviously we made the connection to agents of, of shield and that whole thing, which ties very much directly to the show. But also there's a line in there. It, it said something about unlocking the goddess within. And, you know, in that moment when she's exposed to the mind stone, the mind stone reacts, Holy crap. It reacts a certain way to her mm -hmm. and man, what a vision <laughs> <laughs> does she get it with, showcasing what is it's her a hundred percent right like that's her yes. in the gold yes book. that's her as fully realized scarlet witch that that was one that was a shock two holy crap she's awesome she's gonna be super powerful yeah and you get a very uh short i guess a small glimpse and i think people have like uh zoomed or not zoomed in but enhanced the uh actual image and um, it basically shows, uh, I guess you would say a comic accurate version of her costume, right? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. And so like that moment where you're just kind of like, you get, I mean, every one of those, I guess, fat flashback scenes is, has been, was very, very powerful. And her, um, that moment where she, uh, goes back to that scene where she touches, I guess, gets in contact with the Mind Stone that sh that shows her like her true potential, I guess you would say. I think that's how you put it, uh, her true self. And um, a small, I guess you would say a small little retcon here where since they got the mutant property back, Agatha basically says it didn't turn you into anything. It just unlocked the i guess the potential the inner whatever you were inside and it just brought it out to the surface and that and this is a very small or not small but very clever way into introducing mutants right so i'm glad you brought that up because you know as as agnes is trying agatha i guess as agatha is trying to piece together because now it, we're, we're finding out agatha had no idea what wanda was she mm -hmm. has no idea how she's able to 
as she puts it, have magic on autopilot miles and miles away and not even know basic runes and all that aspect. But the fact that it seems like the way the memories are presented, it seems like Wanda was inherently magical even as a kid. Mm -hmm. They have that line about the property probability hex, which that was a nice homage to her original powers in the comics. Um, but she has that line about the probability hex when she's a kid. And then, like you said, the mind stone, you know, amplifies or unlocks her, her powers even more without her having to give any type of incantations. But if, if as the Hydra scientists were saying, Many people died when they were exposed to the Mind Stone. She was not. It seems like something was unlocked in her. That would seem to suggest that Pietro inherently has something within him to make him survive, but it's not magical. He, he's, he's not a magical being of any kind. It would seem to indicate that he had maybe an X gene within him that was mm -hmm. unlocked when he got exposed to the Mind Stone. Mm -hmm. And I mean when that explosion happens, Pietro's actually nowhere need to, near uh, nowhere to be found. And I didn't realize, I mean, I, I just, I guess I'm realizing this now, maybe he inherently just sped away and was maybe found uh, somewhere else. I mean, maybe so. Uh, yeah, he wasn't in that moment. And then all of a sudden he was there, you know, helping mm -hmm. Wanda. So yeah, I mean, who, who knows? He may have already been developing these powers and we're just not seeing the the full extent of it um but then my thought process was okay if infinity stone is i mean i think we've kind of come to this conclusion if infinity stone helped unlock wanda's powers and possibly helped unlock pietro's powers if you have all six infinity stones on earth being set off by snaps three times <laughs> that would seem to indicate that it's, it's sending a lot of, was it the cosmic microwave radiation, whatever it's called CMBR mm -hmm. and earth is the home planet for that. It would seem to indicate that getting all that radiation three times, especially in the last movie where it happens twice in the span of like, I don't know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes or whatever. That would mean, I feel like that would mean it would send waves across the, the world and possibly with that much power being exuded on earth, that would probably unlock a lot of people's X gene in some way. Yeah. This is a very, very uh, clever way and a clever workaround uh, to introducing new, uh, you know, mutants uh, into the MCU. And I think, uh, and, and I feel like we won't get a, a payoff in quite a while because, you know, obviously I think, I mean, not obviously, but Disney and, and Marvel Studios waits a long time for them to actually pay off stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's probably going to be a few years until we see this kind of payoff. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's, it's probably going to be way down the way, but still this seems to be setting not only the foundation blocks for like the magical or supernatural aspect of the MCU, but the, the mutant aspect of the MCU, like the, mm -hmm. the subtle ways that they can start building just based off this one show, imagine what they can do once they have three shows under the under their their belt by the end of the year. You know, it's mm -hmm. just it's amazing what they're able to still do. You know, you would think a show wouldn't necessarily have all this ability, but a show 
especially from Marvel Studios, is going to have this ability to set these foundational elements. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your second one? Um, I guess, well, real quick, let me go back to the commercial thing because commercial four is just about Lagos. And I mean, that one, I didn't necessarily find a connection to an actual moment within her going back through her memories. Um, and then commercial five, the yo magic commercial where it's like, I'll eat your, 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 I'll eat the yo magic or whatever. And that seems to just be Agatha and eating people's (laughs) magic or life Mm -hmm. force. Um, and then the last commercial, which I think will be answered in the next episode, the Nexus commercial, because she, seemingly she's a Nexus being of some kind. Um, I guess my uh, next, I don't know, can, I guess, can we like just talk about Agatha for a second? Uh, Catherine Hahn, yet again, is amazing. But Agatha in the comics, you know, she has this like, she helps Wanda she helps teach her in certain ways and, and, and does stuff for her, but has also had some, some other tendencies. And in this show, she is a villain, but whether knowingly or unknowingly, it felt like she was helping Wanda cope with everything and get through the barrier of grief that she was in and realize mm-hmm. it. Cause she obviously, she didn't realize that she created this whole thing. She couldn't remember anything until, Agatha's like coaxing her obviously she's doing it for her own self but at the same time it is helping Wanda in a lot of ways yeah um I, I kind of got that and I think but it's a, a little bit of me or I guess a lot of me when I was watching the episode was I think she was doing that because she was trying to figure out how to unlock this power herself oh yeah for sure no he she's I mean, she still has a selfish part of her and it does seem as we saw at the beginning of the episode uh, of this episode when she, you know, we see, I don't want to say her origin, but possibly her turning point to being more villainous. Mm -hmm. You know, there is that moment where she's, you know, pleading with her mother and pleading with the coven to like, let her go teach her how to use the magic. But then her mom says something about enough of her deception And she quickly, like, to me, she felt, she felt like she was trying to manipulate them. Oh yeah, for sure. And it, it, it wasn't that she literally, like, maybe she is a tragic figure in some way, but to me, it's a hundred percent. She's been a manipulator for a long, long time. And obviously while she is helping Wanda, she is manipulating Wanda to see what she exactly is and to get this power for herself if she can. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, trying to, I mean, um, when she was, you know, messing with this dark magic back in the day uh, during the Salem witch trials, um, uh, you know, it's uh, one of those things where she was trying to get away from, you know, she was lying to her mother and everybody there. And then, you know, they, you know, caught her lying. And then she, her true self comes out and she's like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm more powerful than any of you, any of you guys. And, you know, she's she's trying to, you know, she has that the, the, the villain of the villain trope of wanting to become the strongest thing uh, imaginable where you just keep getting stronger and stronger. And she finally comes uh, meet somebody through all these years, all these decades. She meets this person where Wanda doesn't even know she's a witch. Um, and so it's just like Wanda's like, you know, I have this power and I'm, I'm using it to 
to fight people and and she doesn't necessarily know what it is and or what she is and you know agatha comes along and explains everything to her and now we're we have this person that is you know super naturally talented i guess you would say that was unlocked by the mind stone and this villain that's trying to get everything from her i love there was a tweet about you know agatha i've been a witch for like hundreds and hundreds of years loki i've I've been a, a magic user, you know, I'm a god, blah, blah, blah. Doctor Strange, I'm the Sorcerer Supreme. I've studied for this and da, 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 da. And then Wanda, y'all study? <laughs> like Wanda just inherently has all these abilities. Like, it's just funny to see that. But it's funny that Wanda literally has no idea what she has, what she can do. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As as Agatha is breaking down everything to her at the beginning of the episode, you know you you didn't notice the basic runes, b- b- protection spell runes on the on the walls, and it's, and she's really uh, flummoxed. I like using that word, flummoxed <laughs> by by everything Wanda. She's I think she's like baffled by the fact that she doesn't know seemingly know anything about magic, but is yet able to wield it and wield it so powerfully. Mm-hmm. Also, and, the, one of those runes looked like an M. House of M. Well done. Yeah, well done. Well, the 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 all that stuff that they try to, or I guess they they can't fit into the storyline and to, um, and they don't force anything like any comic related stuff if it doesn't make sense. But they'll throw you Easter eggs like this. Oh yeah. Um, I and they they also went back and tied the whole DVD uh, or the sitcom thing into into the storyline and of how why all of this was happening throughout the ages and you know it turns out Wanda and her Wanda Pietro and her parents loved watching you know TV night um, they had all these. Uh, TV shows on DVD, the Dick Van Dyke show, you know, all, you know, Malcolm in the Middle, everything that was in that box, you know, they turned it into the premise of the show. Yeah, which we had a feeling it would be something like that. I didn't, I didn't expect the DVD angle of it, but that was, but it was her, you know, having these nice moments with her family to get away from all the trauma that's going on outside, literally like a war that's happening outside. And she's getting these nice moments and it's like the most ideal family situation. So not only is it her own experience with family, but the experiences she's seeing on screen with the perfect TV families, uh, you know, it's obviously shaped her thought process into what's an ideal situation. Hence why we get all these sitcoms, like the way they've explained it, it, it. I had the feeling that they would go this route, but the way they handled it was really good. Also, man, Shout out to the dad for having the full box set. Like that was cool. Yeah, that was that was very cool. And uh, the tie back into everything, the Stark Industries unexploded uh, shell. Um, and it, for me, I I feel like that moment right there. I think we, I guess Agatha mentioned it too that her the hex probability probably saved her there um, with that shell not exploding. 
And um, this also kind of explains, or I, I don't think this was intentional by the uh, Russo brothers where her accent just magically disappeared. <laughs> but I think Kevin Feige saw people complaining about the accent disappearing and it tied it into the show where she essentially the accent starts to fade and just completely fades away because Sokovia was a place where all of this tragedy happened for her. And it's more of suppressing all of that memory for Wanda and trying to put all that in the past, uh, which is a very, very good sneaky reason of uh, hiding the accent and uh, retconning the, the the I guess misstep by Marvel Studios. <laughs> Agatha, that accent really comes and goes, doesn't it? <laughs> that was such a meta line. I love that so much. And Catherine Hahn's delivery on it, so perfect. So she nailed it. That was hilarious. Because that was totally a comment, not only within the show, but like you said, obviously with what they did. And you know, the Roosters did explain why she didn't necessarily have the accent back in what was it, Infinity War. Mm -hmm. but still when you do something like that explain it in the movie like that's such a big key thing for her and her character i feel like you would need to explain that and for us to have to read it after the fact i don't think is is a good idea you know i, I shouldn't have to to read expanded lore to get probably a key part of that character but it, it's it's nice how they turned this whole thing with her and her accent to kind of like a funny funny meta meta moment I mean, there, there's been a lot of meta moments with uh, with with this show in particular, or the whole Pietro thing, and uh, they <laughs> recasted Pietro. This whole the, everything. There's a lot of like subtle moments here and there, and you know the the accent thing. I think came into play several times, uh, at least two, three times uh, in the show, and I, I I I loved it. I mean, I love that line, and uh, I I love the show. Um, I do wish that instead of nine episodes that we get 10 because <laughs> even though I thoroughly enjoy this episode, there were a lot of questions that are still unanswered. And I feel like one more episode, even though if it's 50 minutes with credits, it's not going to answer a lot of the questions that we still have left over. Oh, there's a ton of, of questions still to, that still remain. Like there's so many different things uh, that we, that we have. I, I don't know how they're going to, they're not going to answer everything, obviously, but still, I wonder how long the next episode is because I feel like there's still so much more that they need to uncover. Like, I hope the next episode's an hour and a half, like a movie, like, please, let's just make it happen. I'll sit through it. You know, you don't have to be like Justice League long, but you know, just an hour and a half. I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. Supposedly the, um, the, the episode's 50 minutes with, um, it's supposed to be the longest episode. And I think I saw it where it was going to be. The runtime was 50 minutes. Um, so that's the supposed runtime. I need so, more. I need more. Yeah. I, I need more too. I feel like we should get something like game of Thrones where we get an hour and 20 minutes or something like that. Um, so, I mean, I, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I know. There's a <laughs> lot of stuff still up in the air and I enjoyed this episode. There's still, you know, there's still stuff that we want to talk about here. Um, and I'll throw it back to you because um, I, I went with a couple of what I enjoyed in this episode. Well, you briefly mentioned uh, Pietro or fake Pietro or Fietro. Fietro. Yeah, Fietro. Uh, so he is not a multiverse Quicksilver. 
It seems like it just no. seems like he's a dude within the town, right? Yes. Okay. Well, dang. I was hoping either, either that or somebody else working with um, Agatha, maybe another villain. Right. Uh, well, I'm glad you brought that up because that was my next question: is <laughs> <laughs> do we have, uh, and I'm going to say the character's name, a Cassilius type uh, situation? Cassilius being the villain of Doctor Strange. You know, he was doing stuff for Dormammu. You know, Agatha at the beginning of the episode, the, again, her mom's talking to her about she's she's practicing magic or she stole magic that was above her age and station. She's practicing the darkest of magic. Mm-hmm. Was it simply Agatha being curious or do we have a Mephisto came to her or a... Cathon, Cathal, however you say that dude's name, or Nightmare, or some other villain that has approached her and helped her unlock these dark magical powers? I mean, I would, I mean, if you guys have been listening to these episodes, I've been on the, I've been, you know, strongly pounding the table about how this was uh, a work of Nightmare or Mephisto, and I'm, I'm, I'm still not going to be backing down from this, and so I'm going to say yes, even though, even though all signs point point towards no uh i'm gonna just say yes (laughs) yeah because she does mention like agatha mentioned she senses wanda's power she senses wanda's power and that's why she shows up but it doesn't necessarily rule out that she could be working for someone also Mm -hmm. you know is the rabbit in fact her her son nicholas scratch or is he in fact something more because that rabbit ate a bird and that's not i don't know if you have a rabbit strong but i don't think rabbits eat birds I honestly thought that the rabbit ate the kids. <laughs> I mean, maybe <laughs> you never know with that rabbit. Yeah. I mean, but all, you know, we, we find out that they have it. I mean, the, the rabbit didn't. And right. you know, he was just, she was, she was just keeping, you know, uh, keeping the kids hostage to, you know, lure out, or I guess, uh, kind of trap Wanda. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll go this direction. Hayward is a big fat liar. Oh yes. Big fat liar. <laughs> yes. Very, very fat liar. Big old fat life. So we learn, obviously, that he manipulates that footage. Funny enough, Wanda also manipulates footage in her own way mm-hmm. um, with her own edits, which we learned that apparently she'd been doing that since she was in Hydra. Um, so did Hayward to you seem like he was goading her a little bit during that scene where he like presents the vision body? Oh, for sure. Like 100%. he was trying to goat her into... I don't know if he was trying to goat her to, to make vision again, or if, cause he met, he, he brings it up. So it's again, somebody else that brings up the fact that you could, you're the only one that can wield power to bring him back online. Excuse me, back to life. Mm-hmm. But she's like, you know, again, Wanda's like, no, that's not what I'm like. She doesn't practice necromancy. Stop people like, <laughs> making her think she practices necromancy. But it, to me, it felt like, is he, I think he wants her to try and bring back vision. Yep. Yep. That's, that's what it was. He was, uh, I I think that the scientists, uh, for, uh, for, I guess a a sword were uh, very unsuccessfully trying to recreate vision. And I, I feel like that, uh, he let her in and, um, he basically kind of, Gave her a little push, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. uh, to you know try to recreate vision, and she didn't fall for it. So yet another manipulator. I'm realizing 
in -hmm. terms of, you know, Agatha's manipulated and now Hayward's manipulating in his own way because it, he does seem like a genuine, nice dude. You know, I mean, honestly, he does bring up a good point. You probably can't bury $3 billion worth of vibranium into the ground. I kind of get what he's saying, but like vision was more than just a weapon. He keeps calling vision a weapon of some kind. Mm -hmm. Again, I get it, but bro, you, you, you like were harsh to, to Wanda in that moment. And when he lets her like, look at the body, like it's just a hundred percent her. He wants to see if she can do it. Cause I do think they're taking apart vision, but obviously they're taking him apart so they can study him. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, did, to to study him, to see what how, how to recreate this thing, to to weaponize him, to I guess possibly fight er, these world or er, otherworldly beings that we're potentially gonna see. And so, I mean, there. I mean, that's what we got at the end, where we get another Easter egg from the comics. Uh, when I guess there's a story, there's a storyline in Vision Quest where Hank Pym rebuilds Vision to this like white vision character. And that's what we got at the end of, I guess the post credit scene uh, to episode eight. And in the comics, in the comics, the white vision lacked soul of origin of the original version and was devoid of human emotion. Yeah. So is vision, once they wake up this white vision, is he going to go on like a killing spree of some kind? It almost feels like that uh, in Logan that that uh, that artificial version of of Wolverine. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. So, I, I, I at first I thought, okay, he's probably gonna just be controlled by Hayward. But then my thought, because I read too much into the show, probably since Wanda's magic is now being called chaos magic, and on that drone, it's you know. It, she was angry when she did that. So mm-hmm. I wondered, I couldn't help but wonder if her emotion when she took down that drone would lead, you know, obviously they use that power that's on that drone to, you know, power up vision. I wonder mm-hmm. if that plays into effect. Also the fact that he's probably not full on Jarvis or whatever is going to lead to him being emotionless. But two, I wonder if the chaos magic is going to, blend itself to chaos and he wakes up and just starts trying to smash through everything. Or if he actually listens to Hayward goes into the hex and we get vision versus vision. That's actually a very interesting theory. Um, and it, I guess it would make sense to the, uh, sense that he would go crazy if, um, he were, he, he was, uh, I guess, uh, assembled by chaos magic. Yeah, you know, I I I don't know how much Wanda's like emotional state when she's doing some of this stuff will will affect things, but I couldn't help but wonder if he's going to be like the Terminator and just start laying waste to everything in his path. Um, but also, so if he's seemingly emotionless, and the vision that's within the hex is way more emotional than the vision we've ever gotten. Yep, I'm thinking. I'm thinking there's going to be a merger of some kind. That could be a very, very big possibility. And we get vision back into the MCU. This would totally. Yeah, exactly. This would totally bring vision back because it, the vision in the hex is well, for one super way more emotive than the vision that we got before all this craziness. But the, the, 
the ability that he seemingly just seems like raw magic. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. I did notice that his when she's creating vision, he's the the glow is yellow. I don't know if I should read into the glow being yellow. Other than I just realized the glow when she sees herself as Scarlet Witch is yellow. So I don't I don't know if I'm supposed to make that connection or not. Oh, I I mean I didn't. I I just thought it was just because of the 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 mindstone was yellow. Yeah, maybe it's just because the mindstone is yellow, but like everything else is red when she's doing the whole like turn Westview into to what we mm-hmm. see, but then the yellow that's coming out of her chest to create vision and wiring him or whatever you wanted to call it was yellow. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's like a, a higher level in terms of her creation as the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I might. I mean, that might be the case. Uh, it's. Uh, I'm just um, spouting off theories, seen. Jong. I'm just going. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like you could, uh, you could throw out a lot of uh, different theories, and uh, you know, there's a. I mean, we've thrown out a lot of theories, and some of them have come true, some of them haven't. And there, there have been some deep cuts, and uh, I, I've been thoroughly enjoying the stuff that we've been getting. So, like the the crazier, the better, I think. Yeah. So we we still don't know what's going to happen in terms of so i'm imagining we're getting agatha versus wanda mm-hmm. for the you know the sake of the kids also i like how she you know when she shows up as full on witch agatha she has the kids and it's almost like like um like a puppeteer and mm-hmm. that's kind of what she's been doing a little bit um so i'm imagining imagining agatha versus wanda and then vision versus vision but i wonder is monica gonna go up against quicksilver or is the possession spell that agatha used on that quicksilver is that over with is he gonna fight for agatha i mean i I wonder do you think though like we get all of these questions answered probably not (laughs) probably probably not yeah i mean there's so many questions uh, that's left to be answered i i i just don't think that we're going to have enough time to get everything addressed and which which begs begs the question will there be a second season and i thought you know and i, I know they're not there's not going to be a second season um or uh, the the educators guess is that there's not going to be a second season i feel like they're going to be using this to ju- ju- jump into doctor strange like everybody's been saying and then doctor strange gets jumped uh, used to jump into spider-man and Scarlet Witch kind of like, you know, becomes one of those Avengers that kind of floats around in, in different movies. And I feel like, you know, she's I, I, that's a good place for her. So I can't see if there was a second season, it would have to be something that be completely different. Yeah, I don't know how you do a, a second season of this show. This one seems of so far of the shows that we know that are coming. This one seems the most self-contained and that's going to continue on in the films. Like, I I don't know how you would do a second other than just them living with the kids now outside mm-hmm. of the hex. I mean, maybe you do that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and the, what, there's a couple of other things. Um, there was, I think there was, a um, the, the, the whole nexus thing and in, in the comics, you know, the nexus being, mm-hmm. they're monitored by the time variance authority and right. that group, going to pop up in loki so there's another tie-in to another disney plus show that's going to be coming soon also with that uh with the time variance or authority we're possibly going to get 
maybe subtle teases to Kang the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, time villain. Also, I didn't realize he has some ties with Agatha in the comics and uses Agatha to help him. So I don't know if Kang's going to possibly be tied into this at all or in any way. Um, another character that I thought of, you know, obviously we, we fully ex- expect Dr. Strange to pop up in some way, but another connection to, to the Dr. Strange movie, Mordo, will he pop up because, you know, at the end of that movie, he wanted to cleanse the world of all the people wielding magic or whatever, or using magic in some way, or, you know, cleansing the world of sorcerers or something. So does he sense what's happening here? And does he go after, or maybe this is the beginning of him going after Wanda in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get one episode left and um, there's a lot to address. Um, I, what do you think happens in this final episode? So hundred percent Wanda versus one or Wanda versus Agatha. Um, so there's two, there's two routes you could go. The the really negative route is that Agatha Wanda somehow loses and loses the kids and loses vision and her powers just get so out of control that then she becomes the Scarlet Witch and like just wipes the floor with Agatha and mm-hmm. possibly her powers explode for a, a larger amount of, of, of the area of the earth. Or we go the more lighthearted route and vision versus vision and they somehow combine uh, Agatha versus Wanda. Wanda becomes the Scarlet Witch. Her headdress, I think, is a hundred percent like the 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 uh, Agatha's mother. So I think it'll be energy that pops up around her head, and not like a full on head headgear thing. Mm-hmm. Um, beats up on Agatha and saves the day for the kids. And we figure out what the kids are exactly if they're uh-huh. very similar to to Vision, or if she has the ability for spontaneous creation then maybe they are just living beings now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I, I, I think Westview gets taken down um, or I guess uh, Wanda kind of um, takes down her control of Westview. Um, we, I, it, I'm thinking so many different scenarios of where Dr. Strange could possibly come in. It's becoming more and more likely, and and I I do not think that he shows up during this fight because no. yeah I agree obviously he shows up he's gonna wipe the floor with everybody like he <laughs> I mean he's just gonna just stop he's just basically be the big parent coming in with a giant stick and saying now stop everybody go to the corner don't move because the Sorcerer Supreme is I don't even think Wanda could beat uh, Doctor Strange um, so I I feel like Doctor Strange is gonna be more of a post-credit scene thing where we may get a reveal of Mephisto or Nightmare being the actual big bad of WandaVision and controlling uh, Agatha or, uh, uh, you know, being that person that sent Agatha down there. And I think that's the most likely of the scenario. And with, and I think that you kind of nailed it in the head of exactly how it's, how, how all this is going to play out. You're going to have these fights and battles between everything between everybody, um, among everybody, I think um, director Hayward gets away scot free and doesn't. Uh, we'll probably get that addressed maybe in Secret Invasion. So I think the, the fight is going to be the big main thing, and it's going to take up most of the time uh, on Friday. I think. I wonder if 
because white vision either goes crazy or something like that, he loses authority and they appoint Monica the director Okay, in some way. Also, I feel like Monica has got to play a part and using her powers. Like, I feel like we're going to see her powers, whether she uses her powers to like go at white vision or go at Agatha. I don't know yet, but Mm -hmm. I am curious about how she'll, you know, turn into pure energy in some way uh, to either go into vision and mess him up or go into Agatha and mess her up. Yeah. Uh, let us know how you guys think that this is going to turn out. And if you want more WandaVision, uh, you can always follow us on Twitter. I am at One Punch. I'm at Producer Mike975. Until next time. Oh, see you. Wear a mask, please. You too, Governor Abbott. <laughs>